All right, then. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you this morning to the Creating a Proud Culture for God. I'm Pastor Lester Hayes here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes. Amen. And we greet all of you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning. <clears throat> and amen. And just thank all of you for joining us this morning. Amen. We want to go ahead and dive into the word this morning because, like I said, I want to spend a little bit more time praying this morning. But uh, we do want to give you some word this morning. So if you're turning your Bibles, if you have them, you don't have to, or you can just listen uh, to the book of John. Amen. Chapter five. Amen. And we're going to pick up at verse 44, 43 and go and try to get through 47 this morning. Amen. And we've been dealing with, amen, the rejection of Jesus's claims. Amen. And uh, we spent quite a bit of time in this particular topic because that appears to be a systemic problem that has always been, amen, ever since the earth has been, is that there's always been people rejecting God in some way, some form, some fashion, uh, all the way from the beginning, all the way up until now, and in between. It just seems like when the truth is obvious, you know, even when God sent his son, Jesus, to physically be the incarnated word of God on earth in the flesh, it just still seemed to be, be that people found a way to reject who he was. And I love the conversation he had with Peter when he said, Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter kind of gave him an answer. But then he said, Peter, I want to know who do you say that I am? And that's what it basically comes down to is we all got to be confronted with that question that Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that he is? If you say he's a healer, then let him be a healer. If you say he's a deliverer, let him be a deliverer. If you say he's a savior, then let him be a savior. Let him be who he say he is. And he demonstrated and proved that over and over again. And it's amazing to me how still people rejected him, even with the signs, even with the wonders, the miracles, even with the work that he did, you know, even with the father, sending witness, even with the scripture band record, you know, testifying, even with John the Baptist out there, voice crying in the wilderness, make way for him, you know, and then John the Revelator, Peter, Paul, all of these great prophets and great men and women of God testifying, prophesying about him, and then he shows up and they don't even recognize him. And some of that goes on today. You know, I re remember <clears throat> one time hearing a preacher say, you know, that if Jesus wasn't in the church. He didn't want to be there. And so, you know, I, I can understand that because I, I felt like that many a times, you know, going in places and you wanted to feel the, 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 the spirit of the Lord there, but it just wasn't there. But I did hear the tradition of men. And so it's like that today. You know, a lot of places say, Lord, Lord, but they don't know the Lord. And I'm not knocking and putting nobody down. God going to have to deal with them. But God help those people who say, Lord, Lord, and don't know the Lord. Amen. But we want to deal with this a little bit more <laughs> about the rejections of the claims of Jesus. You know, if you're not going to believe him for who he say is, then believe him for the work's sake that, that he did. Amen. So let's go in here and, and, and pick up at verse 43 again under that topic, the rejections of the claims of Jesus Christ. And he says, I am come in my father's name and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. And so, you know, people will accept. All he's saying is this. P 
people will accept a fake or a false preacher, false teacher, false prophet, false messiah, really, before they accept the real thing. Jesus is the real deal, y'all, if I may borrow that language. <coughs> why, why, why do you say that, Pastor? He's the only one that have ever come that did exactly what he said. <laughs> the rest of them couldn't do nothing. They couldn't do no miracles. They had no signs and wonders following them. But Jesus comes and, and backs up his claim, man, you know. And so I, I love that. He says, you know, the only reason I'm able to do this is because I come in my father's name. You know, my father's got all power. He's given it to me to prove to you who I am, who that I'm who he say I am. I'm a messenger sent from him. And so I'm coming with his message. And if I give you his message, then he's the one that's going to bring it to pass. You know, I'm the messenger sent from God. You're going to be messengers, disciples sent from me when you go out. And you're going to go out in my name just like I came in his name. And you're going to do the work that I did and greater works are you going to do than I did. Mm -hmm. Amen. And signs and wonders and miracles are going to follow you just like we read over in the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 16 and 17. It talks about in his name, you know, we're going to cast out demons. We're going to lay our hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You know, if we drink any deadly or poisonous thing, it shall not harm us and... We're going to speak with the new tongue. Those are four things that Jesus told every believer that goes out in his name. When, when, when he sends them out, that's what they were going to be able to do. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so we, we see that right there, that he did not come in his own name. He came because his father sent him in his name as a messenger from heaven. Amen. So we might as well get ready because Jesus is sending us out Amen is what he's telling them, telling those disciples, you might as well get ready, you know, because I'm going to send you out just like the father sent me to carry the message. Amen. To the lost uh, of the world, the lost generation. Then he goes on in verse 44. And he says, how can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek uh, not the honor that cometh?" And so he's saying there, you know, okay, you accept false messiahs. Then he says, people seek the approval and honor of mere men. That's all he's saying in, in, in verse uh, 44. He said, hey, I've come, and if you seek me, my father is going to honor you. But why do you seek the honor of mere men and not seek the honor of my father who sent me? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I would rather go... I would rather seek the highest honor <clears throat> if I could seek it. You know, what, what, what no man can do for me, what God can do for me or for anybody. And it's just amazing sometimes how people like to get that pat on the back from their fellow man. They like to get that little certificate they can put on the wall saying Alpha Phi Psi, whoever signed it, you did so you've been such a great public servant, blah, 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 blah. And Jesus addresses this. He said, why do you seek the approval and the honor of mere man? He calls them like mere mortal man. That stuff not going to get you to heaven. You know, that ain't going to do nothing for you. You can throw that in the tray. You, ain't, you couldn't even get that, nothing for that at the pawn shop. And they take anything for some money. Give you some money. You know, loan you some money. And so Jesus is letting them know right there, you, you reject the Messiah. You deny him who he is, sent from God. But then you love the honor of men. You love to be stroked, your ego stroked by men. A lot of that going on right now, y'all. 
You got a, you got a man right now, man. You got about sixty more days in in power, and he just letting people stroke his ego. They stroking his ego. He loved the approval of mere man, you know. But God is saying, hey, seek for honor, seek for the honor and the reward that God has for you. When he comes, he's coming with his reward and he's coming with his punishment. This is the one and only time that we need to be accepting the claims of Jesus because he said, I'm coming again. That's a claim right there that nobody should be playing around with or denying or rejecting. We should be making sure we get ourselves ready because it could happen suddenly. Yes. You know, God said it, it's going to happen. Yes. There's no joke about it. And then he goes on to say, <clears throat> you know, that cometh from God only. Seek that honor that comes from God only. That's permanent. That's going to get you there. That's your ticket. Nobody can deny or change that. That's coming straight from God, you know. You know, verse 45, he says, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. And so what he's saying is people do not believe prophecy anyway. So what he's calling their attention to go back and read some of the prophecies that was in Moses day, read some of the things that Moses said, you know, if you don't want to believe me, since you, since you are a Moses scholar, you love the law of Moses. You love the, you know, the, 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 the prophecies of old, Right. Go back and revisit them. You don't have to take my word for it. He said, there's one coming, you know, after me. There was one that came before me, you know, that told you of these things. Go back and examine those records. You know, go back and see what was foretold. Go back and really take a closer look at what Mo these claims have always been since the beginning of the age. This is nothing new. You should have you should have recall of this. You should know this. This is this is strictly from the teachings of your fathers. You know, you know, go back and reexamine those records, you know, before you reject and deny these claims. You know, too many times today people are rejecting and denying when you start preaching about Jesus and telling, you know, but the truth about what Jesus said and. People get a little leery, man, and you it's like they'll they, they, they start quarreling up, and the first thing they'll say is, "All right, Pastor, you stepping on my toes." They don't step on your toe. We want you to know the truth, and the truth make you free. Right. You know, you know, you don't want your toes just your toes to be saved. We want your heart, we want your soul, your spirit, we want your mind. Toes, you skipping all over your mind. We want this word to renew your mind. Bump your toes. You can go to your toes and get a. You can go get a pedicure or something with you from your toe. We want your mind to be changed. You know, but that's the language of people sometimes. When that word get to cutting, it get to it get to convicting, man. The first thing they say is, "All right, Rev, you stepping on my toes. Bump your toes, man. We trying to get your life saved." <clears throat> you know, ain't about stepping on no toes. You know, we don't want you to die and go to hell. And Jesus is saying right there, you know, man, hey, you know, people didn't believe the prophecy. They did not believe Moses' writings. And so here it is in that day, John's writings written so that, you know, these things were given so that you might believe that Jesus is the son of God and that eternal life comes through his name. And they didn't want to believe it, you know. And so here we go, you know, but we have to believe either he's a savior or he's not. Either he's a healer or he's not. Either he's a deliverer or he's not. Ain't no gray area. Ain't no gray area. Ain't no wishy-washy stuff there. 
You know, it's always been that way from the beginning. Even when Moses was preaching, he was talking about Jesus. Even when Abraham, he's talking about Jesus. All those that wrote, all those that said, all those that spoke, all those that foretold, they were all pointing toward Jesus. Because he is what? In the beginning, the word, he was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Nothing has changed, you know, nothing has changed but the season. Amen. And so he goes on there and said, do not think that I will accuse you uh, to the father, because if you deny the word of God that was already being prophesied, the word has already accused you. You know, that's the same word that you're going to have to uh, be judged by when we stand before the great white throne judgment. That same word, you know, and he's saying, if you rejected me, then, you know, my father going to deny you now. You know, and he's kind of giving them a warning. They're the same thing today. And then let's look at verse uh, verse um, 46. He says, for had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote of me. There it is right there. Plain as day. Had you believed. So don't throw your defense up about you Moses children and Moses, you know, and, you know, you were taught by Moses and you from Moses school of law and you kept the law. And, you know, and Abraham is your father. Jesus saying, don't throw. I, they, 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 they long for my day. So he's like debunking their claim that they knew Moses and Moses was their father and Abraham was their father. He's debunking that. He said, if you really, really knew them, you know, you know, they, 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 they live to see my day, you know, they long for my day, you know. And he said, for had ye believed Moses, ye, uh, he said, ye would have believed me for he wrote of me. Now, this is all in red in my Bible. So this is actually Jesus teaching here. I know John is the revelator who writing this down, but he's getting this from Jesus. He's recording this. And Jesus said, these things are going to be given, John so that people might believe that I am the son of God and that only through me can they have eternal life. That's in the book of John chapter 20, verse 31. So he's, he's, he's just landed out there to him, man. He ain't sugarcoating nothing. Then he goes on to say here in verse 47, he says, but if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? And so, People do not believe the words of the true Messiah, you know. They don't believe the words of the true Messiah, you know. They don't. And he's telling, just like he's telling John, he said, John, uh, they not if they don't believe the writings of Moses, they don't believe the writings of the prophets of old, if they don't believe what you're telling them, if they don't believe what the apostles, the original apostles are telling them, the, the, the greatest foundation that can ever be laid, if they don't believe that, if they don't believe them, how much more are they going to believe me? You know, and so they, they, they would rather reject the claims of Jesus and believe the claims of men. It's basically what it comes down to. And Jesus is just letting them know there that, you know, people do not believe the words of the true Messiah, but they'll believe the words of a fake Messiah, a false prophet, quick to do that. Won't even hesitate to do that, you know. Won't even think twice about it just because, uh, you know, they have a name or they have a title, you know. And I'm a divine messenger sent from the Father and they reject me. Uh, you got false teachers, false preachers running around out here. They'll reject me, the true Messiah, and they'll believe them. 
you know, all these all these hindrances they put in the way that block them from 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 my blessings. You know, all those things are like they're like building walls to block you from getting to what God they're hindrances. You know, just like he says in verse 44, he talks about the how can ye believe which ye receive honor of another. That's a hindrance. When you when you believe and, and, and seek the honor of someone else besides God, that's a hindrance. That's like you putting a wall because why? God is a jealous God. You don't put no other God before him. He letting you know that that becomes a hindrance. OK, any earthly honor that you put before heavenly honor, it becomes a hindrance. We should always aim and strive to want to please God, not people, people, pleasing people can't get you anything from God. It becomes a hindrance and a stumbling block. And that's what he's saying there. You know, you know, get, forget about earthly honor. Start thinking about heavenly rewards. You know, don't be so concerned about these earthly ambitions. Everybody want to work for somebody to commend them or give them an award or give them a gift or give them a prayer. All those things are okay in their place, but don't let it rise to the level of God. Don't even let it be compared to God. Don't even let that be an indicator to you that you're serving God. You know, sometimes people think because of what people say about you, it registers with God. Better be sure that you line up with what God says about you. You know, honor from God is what counts. It says, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. See, that's the honor you want right there. It's God please. It's God please, you know. Is God please? So he's saying, don't put no trust in man. You know, they wanted, to, you know, everybody was trusting Moses and trusting Abraham, trusting all these men. But God is saying, don't let your honor be limited to man. Don't stop there. Honor God in all that you do. Strive to honor God and God will honor you. He will honor you. These are messianic prophecies that we see in verse 46. So that means they're bound to come to pass. Some have already come to pass. Some are coming to pass right now. And some are going to come to pass going forward in the future. You know, future generations are going to see the rest of these prophecies come to pass. Prayerfully and hopefully we'll be around to see some of them. Amen. If we live right and we endure to the end, you know. So he talks about these prophecies and then he says, you know, unbelief is always a challenge. Unbelief is always the challenge. That's what always leads to rejection and denial. You know, unbelief. This is why when he said you come to me, you got to come believing. If you don't come believing, it's just a matter of time before you reject the promises of God. Unbelief is always that door. I remember when Jesus was going about healing people. The thing he prayed to the father about was their doubt and unbelief. That was always a challenge. It's a challenge today. You know, it's hard and difficult today more than than then for people to, uh, you know, to slip away from unbelief. And it's primarily because preachers are not preaching and teaching sound doctrine. They have people believing in a, in a lie and a, in a traditional gospel. It sounds good. It's a form of God, but it has no power, you know, and it opens that door to unbelief, <clears throat> which opens another door to rejection, denying Christ. You know, that's why you got 4,200 different denominations out there right now that's being hindered and leaving themselves open to unbelief. Yes, yes, sir. You know, and God is not obligated to do nothing in a, in a pool of unbelief. 
a church full of unbelieving saints. Okay, how big your church is if 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 if, if you everybody in there is an unbeliever. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You know, unbelief opens the door to rejection, as we see here. You know, in that last verse, and it's unbelief in God's word. He says, "But if ye believe not." His writings, unbelief in the word of God. Don't believe the word of God. Anybody who comes to God must first believe that he is who he say is and that he's faithful who promised he's going to do everything he promised. That's just the bottom line. That's not hard. That's not difficult. But it just seems like it's the last thing people ever will, will want to do. It should be the first thing. You know, always believing. That's the first step to being saved is believing, you know. Don't reject the claim. Don't deny the claims, but believe the claim. They are true. They testify of him. Amen. And so we're going to end there. Uh, we finished this chapter. Amen. And we're going to pray. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning. Lord, we have again heard your word. Why do men reject? your word why do men reject you why do men seek the approval of others false messiahs false prophets false teachers false preachers when lord you have so vividly spoken in your word your word is so true your word makes so much more sense lord god your word is a prophetic messianic message that was foretold by prophets of old apostles of old you had minor prophets prophesying. You had major prophets prophesying. And you told us that there is no greater foundation that can be laid than that which has already been laid, which was the law laid down by Moses and the prophecies laid down by Elijah, your two witnesses that are coming again and stand in the holy place. And so, Father, we have so much proof and so much evidence, even the writings in red where Jesus is actually teaching teaching his apostles what they were going to do when he departed and teaching them what they were going to do even beyond that, the work he did and the greater works that were to come through them. And so, Father, we thank and praise you that as we look into this perfect law of liberty, as we see the things that are unfolding, revealed, the revelations that are opening up to us and speaking to us and ministering to us, Father, we don't want it to be end all with us. We want it to be able to be a message that you're sending to the masses, sending to the generations, sending, Lord God, to those that are coming after us, sending to those that are in this present day situation in life, Lord God, without Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, because we know it's your will that they know the truth. You sent your scriptures and your prophets and your apostles to testify of who you are. You even asked the question, who do men say that I am? You even asked Peter, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every individual out there will be confronted with this question, will be convicted with this question by the Holy Ghost. Who do you say that I am? And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that for those preachers and teachers that are out there right now as we prepare people for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his second advent, that we would do a better job of fully preparing and equipping people to know 
who you are, that we may be able to recognize you when you come, Lord. They failed to recognize you in the first coming, and that's why they doubted you and rejected your claims, because you were the incarnated word of God made flesh dwelling among your very own, the light of all men and the life of all men. And Father, they did not recognize you. I pray in the name of Jesus that today will be a day of salvation, that eyes will come open and people will be able to behold and see wondrous things from your plan of salvation, that if you should appear suddenly, God, we will be able to see you because we'll be just like you. When we transition out of this corruption and put on incorruption, this mortality and put on immortality, we'll be able to see you. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but this one thing we do know, that when he shall appear, we shall be able to see you the way we are. You are because we will be just like you. So, Father, I pray this day. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for salvation for all right now who do not have salvation. I pray for all who have not come to you and believe that you are who you say you are, that today, God, will be a day of decision, that today will be a day that the lost Lord will make up their mind. It is time for me to be saved. I pray that the backsliders will make up their mind. I'm tired of being separated from Jesus and return back to you, their, their first love. I pray for the prodigal sons and the prodigal daughters right now, God, that in the name of Jesus, they are being convicted by the Holy Ghost out in the pig pens of life, Lord, riotous living, drinking, partying, giving in marriage right now as it was in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. God, let this be a day right now that they realize that the path that they have chosen, Lord God, the ways of the world is that way unto man that seemeth right, but it leadeth to the way of destruction and make up their mind that I'm going to return back to my first love, a place of love and a place of peace. And so, Father, we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that you touch hearts this morning. Oh, God, that you just touch hearts all over the world this morning in every country right now, God, in every tribe and tongue right now, God, every nation right now. God, begin to touch at the highest level of government, Lord God. Begin to touch, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord God. All those places, Lord God, where there's abuses, oh Lord God. Begin to pour out your spirit on all flesh, Lord. Call some sons and daughters to prophesy today, Lord God. Change some hearts, change some minds, change some ways, change some lives, God. Pour out your spirit. Send the river of spiritual revival, awakening and renewing. Break the very hope off the minds of your people, Lord God. Unlock their minds that the true gospel of Jesus Christ may go in and renew minds today, God. Father, open up today the floodgates of heaven and pour out a river of your spirit. Let it go in and wash out all of the false teachings and false preachings and false proclamations, the lies that people have built their lives and future and hope and homes and families on. And God, restore them back to a firm foundation, God. Let this be the day of salvation. Let it rain down every mountaintop, Lord God, just like the, the, the dew that was on Aaron's beard and bring unity of the spirit and unity of the faith, oh God, that there you might command a blessing, even life forevermore. God, we thank and praise you. Break the very hope and chains of the enemy over your people that are blinded right now by the tradition of men, Lord God, in a false way, God, false belief, God, false promises, false hopes, oh God. And Father, we're praying that the truth of God will go out, Lord God, and begin to speak, Lord God, to the hearts and the minds of your people. And the Holy Ghost will convict them after that they have heard the truth, God, that the truth will make them free. And if you, the Son of God, makes them free, then they'll be free indeed. So, Father, we're 
we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus, that in this environment that we're living in today here in the nation, oh God, it is toxic, God. It is demonic, God. But we're praying in the name of Jesus that you will break this blindness off of this land, oh God. Break this darkness off of this land, oh God. Send the light of the gospel, oh God. Send out preachers, oh God, that will preach the unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of God. God, we're praying over every virtual church that's meeting right now. God caused them to drop the begging for cash out money and tithes and offerings and caused them to begin to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, we believe if they seek first the kingdom of God, clergy from the pulpit to the parking lot, that God, the people will give God because they have heard the word of God. They don't need to be bamboozled, strong arm, Lord, deceived. But God, in the name of Jesus, let us beg for souls to be saved. Let us beg for the preaching of the gospel because God, let us hunger and thirst for your righteousness, oh God, for righteousness sake, Lord God. And Father, I believe that you will continue to supply all that we need, even to the, the preachers and the teachers, that all that we need, God, will be enough, Lord God. We don't have to be aggressive beggars. We don't have to preach for money, but God, we can preach the gospel and we your name be lifted up. I believe that you will supply all that we need, God, even your preachers, even your teachers. And God, that will be more than enough, Lord. And so, Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus that the people no longer be robbed of the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel. No wonder they reject your claims. They don't even know what your claims are. But God, let it come fresh. Let it come new, God. Yeah. The preaching and teaching of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who was slain before the foundation of the world. Lord, let it fall like fresh dew, like yeah. fresh rain. Let the gospel continue to go forth, that we preach Christ, not man, not for the approval of man. But God, we preach Christ, not ourselves, but Christ. Lord, let your word continue to reveal who you are. And so, Father, we just pray this morning in the name of Jesus for a new day. We pray, God, that you continue to raise up your mighty army of preachers and teachers that will go forth and speak the truth in love without any compromise. We're praying that you order the steps, God, of every preacher, every teacher out there. We're praying that you would fill them with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, that, God, they will be convicted any time they step out into the fleshly realm, into the worldly realm to try to uh, get the uh, honor and approval of men, that, God, the Holy Ghost will be there to convict them and let them know you've been bought with the price. You are Christ's and you cannot preach another gospel. You cannot serve another God. You cannot preach man more than you preach God above God. And so, Father, as we saw in the lesson, Lord God, many are deceived. As we saw in the lesson, Father, many go after the honor of men and versus the honor of God. As we see in the lesson, there's so many hindrances, oh God, that, that open the door to unbelief, God, and doubt. And we pray that you help our unbelief and doubt today, God, that we make up in our minds today that we're going to serve God. Yes, and you only, God, shall we serve. You only shall we honor. You only, God, shall we worship. And we turn to you now, Father. We turn to you now, God, with the hope. And the hope is, God, it doeth not yet appear where we shall be or where we shall be. But this one thing, Father, we go forth knowing today that when you shall appear, that if we endure to the end, we shall see you the way you are because we'll be just like you. 
And so, Father, as we wait on you, let us wait in anticipation. Let us wait with great expectation. Let us wait, God, continuously holding on to the claims of Jesus, preaching the claims of Jesus, never denying or rejecting you, God. No unbelief. We bind that spirit of unbelief right now. We bind that spirit of doubt right now, God. We cancel it out of the ranks, oh God, of the believers, oh God, out of the pews, oh God, out of the pulpit, God. We denounce that spirit right now in the name of Jesus, that traditional spirit of yes. men that are made the glorious gospel of no effect, God. And we're praying today in the name of Jesus that you raise up your kind of preachers, your kind of teachers, oh God, that will speak the yes. truth in love without compromise, that they'll trust you, God, that you will fulfill your word, oh God. You will bring it to pass as we put you in remembrance of it. God, you watch over to perform it. So we thank you, Lord. Help us today as preachers and teachers to find your word and to eat your word as Jeremiah ate your word and let your word become a joy and a rejoicing to our hearts and our souls today, God, that we will not reject your word. We will not reject you, God, in order to approve of men, Lord. We will not seek the honor of men, but we'll seek the honor of our God. And so, Father, we look to you this morning as the author and finish and developer by faith. And we say that we love you this morning. We thank you this morning and we praise you this morning, Father God. We thank you, God, and we praise you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you that our faith and our hope and our reliance and our trust and our confidence and our assurance, it is still in you, God, our long-suffering, faithful and trustworthy God, who is faithful, who promised. We thank you this morning, O oh God, that you have given to us, God, your children as followers, the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Lord. We thank you this morning, Father. We thank you, Father, for giving unto us, God, who serve and honor you, God, the power to bind on earth and your power that will bind in heaven what we bind on earth and whosoever we release on earth or whatsoever we release on earth, God, you loose it in heaven and we release the truth, Lord God, of your gospel message, O oh God. We release it on the ears of the hearers out there. All those that are on this, this call this morning, God, all over the world, God, those who are chiming in and listening, we release, God, the spirit of truth this morning. We release the, the, the truth of the gospel this morning, God, on their ears, their deaf ears this morning, their blind eyes this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray in the awesome, amazing, incredible name of your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, this morning, that we have the victory, Lord God, that you have given us through Jesus Christ, your son. Father God, in Jesus' wonderful name, we pray this morning. Oh, God, we pray this morning, God, and we are exalted. Therefore, God, first of all, to make supplication, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks, God, be made for all men. And we make them this morning for kings and for all that are in authority, Lord, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in godliness and honesty. And, Father, we pray this morning that all men and women, boys and girls, gays and straights, lost atheists, oh God, the prodigal sons and daughters would be saved and not destroyed. Father, we pray this morning for backsliders and prodigal sons and daughters, immature and mature alike, God, that they return to you, God. Our first love, their first love, the everlasting, unconditional love of the Father. Grip them right now, God. Save them, spare them, deliver them, bring them home right now out of darkness into your marvelous light. 
Father God, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus yes. against all the false teachers, prophets, hypocrites, liars, sorcerers, heretics, apostates, murderers, angels of light out there, ministers <laughs> of Satan out there, and the Antichrist that have gone out that's among us right now. Father, we pray for the body of Christ, the church, Lord God. Bring healing, bring restoration, oh God. We pray for faithful relationships within the church, oh God. We pray, God, for godly behavior and godly attitudes throughout the ministries. Regardless, yes. oh God, of the nomination. And Father God, in Christ Jesus' name, we pray, God, for the four dynasties right now that are bankrupting, oh God, your people this morning, bankrupting the nations, oh God. We pray that they're struggling right now. But God, we're praying because they're having a negative effect on the nation and on the citizens of the nation, oh God, and, and, and on the rest of the world, God. And so, Father, we'll pray for your overriding will to be done in each and every one of these dynasties, oh God, in Christ Jesus' name, for the sake of your people, oh God. Father, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus for your divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for all who acknowledge you as Lord and as King of kings and as Savior of the world. Father God, we pray this morning that we as a nation and a world under your sovereignty, O oh God, that we will look to you, God, the only, and only, the only trusted and tried and proven hope that we have, yes. God, a cure. You're the only one that can provide a cure from this devastation of this COVID-19 pandemic and all other sicknesses plaguing our, our land, O oh God, and our nation. And Father, forgive us of our sins and heal our land, O oh God. We thank you for it thank and we you. praise you for it, Father. We thank you this morning, O oh God, that you have given us, O oh God, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And whatsoever we bind on this earth, you already told us it's bound in heaven. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. You. And we praise you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. Yes, we declare that the work of the enemy is bound. And we declare, God, that the spirit of release, God, is released on your people today. They're released from the bondage of the evil influence of the adversary. And Father, their hope and trust is in you, God. Restore it, restore it back to you, God, that we honor you, God, and not just men, not for the sake of men's honor, but God, we look to you, God, and we bind up every hindrance right now, yes, every blockage right now. Yes, and God, we just release, God, mm -hmm. the peace of God, the grace of God, the wisdom of God, the love of God upon your people today, God. And we thank you, Father. You've given us the keys to the kingdom, which is your word. Now, God, we thank you. We thank you for opening doors because your word says, oh God, and the keys of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders so he shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. Is our prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.